welcome to another episode of the Community Champions podcast. I'm Zoe McEwen, Community Manager and Strategist. Today I have a lovely guest with me. Let's just go straight into it, I think. Kelly Cookson is with me. So hi Kelly, do you want to just explain a little bit about what you do? Yes, hi Zoe, so happy to be here. Hello everyone listening. So as Zoe said, I'm Kelly Cookson and I run my own business. It's called Cheer Up Marketing and I am a marketer by trade and specific zone of genius in the whole marketing mix is email marketing, which I think is what we're going to dive into a little bit on this podcast today. Um, but yeah, a bit of background. So worked in marketing after doing my business degree. So I've got about 14 years experience in marketing now. And I jumped the corporate ship as a marketing manager to start my own business in January 2020, just before a global pandemic, which was great timing. Um, but luckily for me, my clients recognized the importance of marketing throughout that pandemic to come out the other side. So I did all right during that time. And I've since grown my business to a six-figure annual turnover, working just 20 hours a week. And I do credit a lot of that success and time saving to the email marketing stuff and building my community there as well as on social media but I feel like email has really helped me to connect and bring in lots of leads and sales and, and dream clients in a relatively short space of time so yes that's me mm, yeah no perfect so I'm not a massive lover of social media mm -hmm. and I think potentially a lot of people who who follow me feel the same I mean I feel like building a community wherever you build it even if it's if it's on Facebook even if it's on a social media platform is a different skill to kind of the social media stuff that we see you know putting content out there the plan the mm -hmm. strategy that goes behind it um I think actually then engaging with that community keeping them making them loyal um feeling like they're your people and you have a strong connection to them is different so I think people will be really interested to find out how email can really do that because I think a lot of people see email as an add-on to what yes, they're definitely. doing mm -hmm. not as the beginning so or just I'll send an email out to you know they're, they're doing all the stuff and then I'll just I'll send an email and just tell everybody about that thing yes um, so I think it's interesting if we could talk about how you've made email marketing mm. the beginning, maybe. I mean, obviously, you have to still find an audience somewhere. Yes, how? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did you initially start getting them mm. onto your email list? Great question. So there's a few things here. So I'll answer first how I managed to get them on the list, because of course, we all start with zero. So when I left my corporate job, I've been side hustling for about nine months. So don't tell my boss, but I had, but I hadn't been able to put myself out there with a website or any socials in case, you know, they saw what I was doing. So actually, when I handed in my notice around like November time, 2019, that's when I could say publicly, right, I'm here, I do marketing, like come and hire me. Um, and I knew I wanted to start an email list because in my corporate role, I was in charge of the email marketing and that had always been like one of my zones of genius. And I could see the power of using an email newsletter to connect with an audience and bring in leads and sales. So I, I wanted a piece of that action for my own business. So right from the very beginning, I got um, an email opt-in on my website. So I said, look, I've got this weekly newsletter. It's called The Cheer List because I'm cheer up marketing. I'm going to share loads of marketing advice, tips and tricks and um, jump onto my email list. And it was a very slow burn because, you know, I was starting with zero audience. All I had was my um, kind of connections that I'd made through my 12 years or so working in the marketing space. So I'll be 
chatting to people on LinkedIn and they'd maybe check out my website and join my email list. So I got about 30 people on there. I remember 30 was the number when I thought, right, I'm going to hit send on my very first weekly newsletter. And I'm not going to lie, I felt a bit of a, oh man, this is it. Because I knew that after sending that first one, I was committing to sending an email every single week, come rain or shine or whatever was going on in my business, I knew I had to do it. So like it was a start. And I'd maybe... I don't know, it took me a few months really to get 30 subscribers because I was so busy like trying to start a business from scratch and all that stuff. So I think my first email was very much a, hey everyone, you might have jumped on this list a while back. This is my first email. This is what you can expect from me going forwards. Now, so there's starting from zero and I did use social media and I think kind of longer term strategy was my website SEO and some blog traffic to grow the email list through using um, a lead magnet. And I've got several of those now. Um, But I knew I wanted to do it that way around because the power of having an email list and having it as a longer term strategy and a business asset was something that as a marketer, I felt like I know how important this is. I've got to do it for my own business. Um, And actually, it's interesting you mentioned about how to use email from the beginning rather than like a lot of people, as you say, do it as an add on. Like, oh, I've built up my social media following. Now I'm going to do an email list. Well, I actually, my whole marketing strategy is the other way around. So I start with longer form content in the form of my email newsletter, sales emails and blogs. And then I chop that stuff up and use it for social media. So I've got loads of strong feelings on why you shouldn't start with social media content first, if you want me to go into that. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, I agree with you. I mean, Mm -hmm you know we we create great content if you're putting your energy into creating this newsletter and you know where you want people to be Mm -hmm. where you best and you've decided that you can best um connect with people via this email and that's where your community are that's where they know you they are people Mm -hmm. who respond to emails in their inbox um and maybe that's partly because you you came from corporate maybe and LinkedIn and people mm-hmm. are um are used to doing that and then for you the social media is second. I mean I I, I really think that's great. I, I don't think um as I said like I don't think social media is as easy as people think it is. No, it's very time-consuming. Yeah, and that's the thing about time, right? So I keep talking about this. Oh, I've done six figures in 20 hours a week. And people are like, no, surely not. Like, how have you managed to do that? Well, it's part business model, but the other part of it is marketing strategy. I do not have time to sit down and write 30 social media posts for any given month. I'm basically using all of my time and creative energy to create content for a platform that I do not own or control. And I'm just not cool with that. And I don't think other people should be as well. Now, on the flip side, I actually grew my social media following a lot more quickly than I did my email list because social media for all the bashing I'm giving it on here is actually a great entry point into market that's free other than our time and creative energy but you know I started on Instagram and started connecting with other small businesses or people that look like my ideal client and I grew that and then from there pushed them back to the email list pretty quickly because I knew I wanted to have them in that that database of data that I own and control in case you know Facebook disappears or Instagram, it could happen. It happened to MySpace, if you're old enough to remember MySpace. Mm. Um, you know, that's not around there anymore. So I knew as an insurance policy for my business, and like you said, to build a community, the email marketing was a way to do it. And I think a lot of people think, well, how can it be a community when you're just sending emails and, you know, it's maybe not as visual as something like Instagram or the engagement for people perhaps isn't there when they start. 
Um, but I've got some tips around that if you want me to share some of those, if you think your audience would benefit. Yeah, definitely. We definitely, we definitely want your email tips. Um, one of the things that out of that is, is also for me, I try to dissuade people from doing is just constantly putting more, 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 more content yeah. and thinking that the more content I put out there, the better it's going to be. The more I'm going to get noticed, mm. the the uh, more it's going to work for my business. Yeah, and it's you know if you just keep putting more content out there and not focusing on the connections and listening to people and building mm-hmm. the relationships, you know you, you you're just going to drain yourself dry. You know, yeah, you end up feeling miserable about this thing that you've created for mm-hmm. yourself. Um, hamster wheel, <laughs> hamster yeah, wheel, social media just, creation. I mean, I say that it's, you know, it's, it's less about the content and more about the conversations that you can open up yes. and things like that. And um, and if you're putting too much content out there, people don't have time to connect with you with the conversations because the next thing arrives and then the next thing and they're like, oh, hang on a minute. Mm, so you disposable, know. right? Yes. You know what drives me mad is when I see, or not drives me mad, but frustrates me or I feel like shaking people by the shoulders and go, what are you doing? Is when I see people committing to like, right, this month I'm going to post at least once a day on Instagram or I'm going to do this 30 days reels challenge. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Um, You know, what is your marketing strategy behind it other than chasing kind of a dream of, oh, if I post daily on Instagram or wherever, I'm going to hit that 10,000 followers or I'm going to suddenly like magically have loads of clients. I would say that your the effort and the time that you would put into creating 30 reels in 30 days or 30 posts would be much better placed in creating some core content for your own platform, for your website or a podcast like this one, where you can create a an asset like a, a, a gold mine of stuff that you stand for in your business your key messages the things that are going to help people to connect with who you are and how you can help them and grow that no like and trust factor that's what I'm doing with my website with the blogs and with the email stuff so you know creating that longer form stuff that people get immersed in and really get to understand my story and how I can help them um you know in in I've I've proven it with my own marketing strategy it's working way better for me than starting with social media and then going oh I need to send out an email to my list this week oh I've not done it oh I'll do it next week um that regular connection and that showing up in that space and having people land back on my website and be able to look through all my blogs and find out more about my business journey and all of that kind of stuff oh it's working really well for me and I would love for you to show me somebody who doesn't have an email list or a blog or a podcast it's just churning out social media posts and how long are they going to be in business like I just feel it's a very risky place to build your business yeah I think you're totally right for longevity um to be knowing that you're bringing them back to something that you have ownership of Mm -hmm. you know it makes perfect sense I think people they use their potentially their Facebook group as a funnel to get people on their email list same Mm -hmm. um and that's you you know that's a sensible thing to do and even if that's just one of the reasons that you have this group Mm -hmm. um you know getting them on your email list and and then they can join the join the group is great but you also mentioned about consistency and I think yes um when you say I'm sending a newsletter around it's going to come out once a week Mm -hmm. it's a great tool for you to also keep up with that and I think the thing um with social media is a lot of people are very all in don't see the rewards the results get yes. disappointed and disheartened and mm-hmm. then disappear and then and tired when, they're tired, yeah, they get tired. <laughs> I mean I call it like using using social media as a fruit machine you know you mm-hmm. can't do that 
And then when they've got something coming up that they want to sell or launch, you know, then they're back. They're full yes. on they're back and it's all Me over again. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they've disappeared again from their audience. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, and, and for some people that works because that's how they use their energy. And we should all do what works for us and, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, so can you just, you mentioned that you have several sort of lead magnets, funnels, yes. opt-ins. Yeah. Can you just talk talk us through how many of those is like sensible or do you just keep creating them? Yeah. Okay. So really you only need one, one really good one. So if you've got one ideal client, like, I don't know, if your business is multi-purpose and you serve like slightly, well, different ideal client personas, then maybe you need different lead magnets geared up for those specifically. But if you've got one ideal client, like most of us do, um, so for me, it's service-based businesses, they're solo entrepreneurs, and they want to get some support with their marketing strategy, which involves this email marketing aspect. So I know for those people, I've got one great lead magnet, like which was, I've had it for over two years now. It was the first one that I created in my business. So I think it went live in like April, 2020. And I've updated it slightly, like one refresh, but it's a core piece of content that actually it started life as a blog. And then I created it into a PDF and it was behind a gate. So you've got to put in your first name and your email address to get it. And it's a subject line tactics guide. So people that are frustrated about folks not opening their emails as much as they would like. I've got 10 tips, practical things they can take away, apply that to their subject lines, how they write them, and they'll increase their opens. And in fact, if you're listening and you want to grab that, you can go to cheeruppmarketing.com slash free and you will see it on there. Simple PDF guide, it packs a punch. And crucially, I know that the people coming to me for that guide have an email list, but they're frustrated because they're not getting the results from email marketing. And one of the things they want to fix is their subject lines. So they are the perfect ideal client for my email marketing program. So you've got to work backwards from what you are selling and create a lead magnet that's like one of the steps on that journey towards them becoming a client from a lead right? So that's my top tip. Think about that journey and create something around that that people need and you can give them a quick win. The other thing that I do, so if you go to my website, you'll see that um, I've got a few masterclasses on there. So my favorite way to connect with my community and my audience, get in front of them, is to run online free trainings. And I will do at least one of those a quarter. And they're a lead magnet because you have to sign up with your name and email to get on there and get the zoom link in fact I did one in February so that will be added to my website as a recording and that's how I then keep the kind of the lifespan of that training going as a lead magnet so the initial you know come on join on my list jump in and get the training and then afterwards I just change the sign up page so it's you can watch back the recording when you subscribe so um that's the main the two main ways that I've been doing this and then I guess it's also a lead magnet so for example this podcast I do a lot of going in front of other people's audiences so I do guest trainings in people's memberships or group programs I do podcasts I've already shared my link so people can come back and jump on my email list so that's another way to just connect with people out there my ideal client and bring them back onto the list but really you only need that one good one like to start with you don't have to do master classes or loads of bells and whistles just think of one problem that you can solve that's on that buyer's journey and get people to sign up to get that thing yeah i agree i've i've still only really got one um mm-hmm. and i love it and it works and yeah like yeah aim broke don't it. fix it we haven't got time for this 20 hours a week no. for me i'm like i've got time to create my, these lead magnets <laughs> I, you know, um i signed up for somebody else's um i can't remember what it was but it was literally what i got was a google document you know yeah. it, there's nothing fancy and it was mm-hmm. brilliant. And I was yes. like, this is great. This is it. This is all I need. And I like that, that it was, that it was nothing 
I mean, I'm sure it'd taken us some time to put it together, but there was nothing fancy. There was no heavy branding. Yeah. It's just, here's what we promised. It's here in a Google document. You know, I think what you're saying is you don't need to spend 10 days in Canva creating something yes. that's like <laughs> super yes. good looking. I mean, looking. I'm definitely not somebody that loves the branding side of stuff in Same. that way. You know, <laughs> and I would be, you know, I advocate the opposite for a community. I would say like, we want to see the real you. They want to just get the stuff. They want access to, to you. They, they don't want necessarily all the branding because they know that that's been pre-planned and put together but you know there's too mm-hmm. much effort in some of that stuff sometimes that can put people off feeling like they're part of like a real the real world of you which is yeah. which is really you know what what helps them to to stay with you for a longer amount of time so in terms of like a, a sequence of emails do you have mm. then like a nurture is there like mm-hmm. a five or do they then go on to another do you have lots of fancy automations of lists if yeah good here, question <laughs> so I probably don't have as many fancy automations as I should <laughs> as an email marketer I'm a bit like the builder that's not finished his own house but crucially I do have from my lead magnets everybody goes through a series of five emails one a day for five days it delivers the freebie and then tells them more about me and starts connecting and I love what you just said there about um I can't remember what the wording you used but my my brain pinged I was like oh yeah that's a great point about creating that connection and actually I think the difference between email and social media or who are, how I like to use it is with the inbox, it feels like a more personal connection because it's not just the shiny look at me on holiday or if you're in the online business space like you and I are, all of those coaches on yachts are on the beach and like, you know, they're just showing their best Insta life. I think with my email list, I make a a decided effort to share more behind the scenes and the more vulnerable stuff as well because it's a longer form generally communication channel and although it is one to many so I'm hitting send on one one email goes out to my whole list it actually feels like one to one because the person on the other end they're opening their inbox and there's that letter from me and I view it as letters like almost like love letters or pen pals like I'm a massive geek really so when I was a teenager back in the 90s I had um, loads of pen pals all around the world so I'd be getting dozens of letters every day and that's the kind of vibe that I have with my email list it's like they're pen pal letters I'm writing to you like from the heart about what's going on in my business or I'm sharing some advice or I'm asking for your opinion Um, and honestly it's so cool because I have people like I went to a networking event in Nottingham like two weeks ago and I had somebody come up to me like, oh you're Kelly Cookson oh I get your emails I really love your emails I really like that one that you said about x y and z I was like oh so people do comment when they meet mm-hmm. me that oh I read your emails and I really like them I'm like oh this is so cool because that's where all my creative energy is going and then you know I'm chopping up those or using bits of it for social media um but it just feels really nice when people say that they've read it and they've connected or they reply and they share something back and we have a bit of a conversation and it's a nice way to grow that no like and trust factor, I think. Yeah, uh, totally agree. And lovely that they remember because that's what makes people mm-hmm. loyal, makes them come back because you're not the only person that, that does email marketing, but you want to be exactly. the person they remember because of that email. And if, you know, if you've got a great email um, going out, then obviously that's going to sell your business the yeah. best way isn't it that's like the best yeah and you said ever. as well about um with people that just show up when they're selling so you know the, the way I like to use my email list is I'll go through periods that are in my diary as nurture phases where I'm sharing advice or going behind the scenes or just asking my audience what's going on with them and empathizing with them or giving some tips and stuff um and then I'll have periods where I'm actively selling 
So a good example of this might be, um, you know, in a classic like live launch scenario, which, you know, you've got a program that's opening on a certain date. So you want to be warming people up to that and then going at it for a couple of weeks where you're sell, 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 and then back to nurture afterwards. Or for me, because my one-to-one is kind of, um, you know, often spots will come up where I've got people want to work with me on their marketing strategy. If I've been nurturing my list and I can go at it for a week where I'm actively pushing people to jump on a call with me and find out about working together. Um, so I think it's that consistency has allowed me to sell actually quite often to my list mm-hmm. because they've got that connection with me and also I've I've preempted and let people know that I am going to sell to you here like and let you know how you can work with me so they they kind of expect it and for people that aren't ready like my unsubscribes are really low because I think they they know that okay Kelly's going to be selling to me and sometimes I say right for the next two weeks I'm going to be selling this thing mm-hmm. and actually if you're not interested right now you can click here to unsubscribe from these but you'll stay on my newsletter uh, and then they know that I'll just go back to like normal mode where it's the nurturing like pen pal style vibe afterwards so you've got to go through those phases but always remember to sell because that's why if you say to me email marketing doesn't work and I say when was the last time you sold to your list oh I don't like selling to my list I don't want to be salesy I'm like well (laughs) I'm exactly the same when people come and work to me and they say well there's nothing you know I'm just not selling anything from my group what's the Mm -hmm. point I'm just not selling anything I'd be like well what are you selling at the moment they'll be like well I'm not actually selling well if you're not selling anything at the moment then there's no wonder and when did you last actually have a conversation with somebody in your group and give them the link to Mm -hmm. your thing oh well I couldn't do that yeah why could you not do that um I I mean the reason they can't do that is because they're missing a link they're missing so they feel awkward because they've missed Mm -hmm. the conversation they've missed the connection part so Mm -hmm. that's why they can't sell because mm. all they've been doing is chatting and getting in the friend zone with these people. And they forgot that actually they're running this as a business and um, they will be more respected. People will be more comfortable in there if everybody is aware. And uh, yeah, I talk about my paid offers all the time. I sell all the time. I'm really clear. It's one of the most important things if you're growing a community is that everybody knows where they stand mm-hmm. and how this exists. It exists because I'm running a business and I can hold this space with you all but I'm still running a business. And, and yes. I think um, that transparency and that honesty is is the best start. And I, I'm not a huge believer in nurturing uh, in a community. I just think that the word nurturing in a community creates a form of procrastination. Interesting. Like, oh, yeah. I've got to nurture them for mm-hmm. six months and I can't sell to them. I'm like, well, if they're telling you they need help. Sell, it's bit, yeah. It's a bit weird if you don't tell them here's the link and I can help you kind of stuff. Mm. So yeah, we both agree. Selling is, is definitely an important feature um, that has to happen. Um, so just, just finally with your email list um, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that I always, that always is like mixing it up. Do you have, you said about long form, do yes. you have a mix of short, long, different ways because when I talk about community I'm talking about like variety of stuff because Mm. we're talking to lots of different people even though they potentially um all have a similar thing in common Mm -hmm. you know some some people are going to respond to different types of posts and things like that um so does it work the same with email would you suggest that people like vary lengths and yes 100 percent um so you're right like people different people even though you they could be one ideal client within those ideal clients different 
clients or leads prefer to read and consume information in different ways. So a great example of this in action is in a sales email sequence. So, you know, I mentioned that if you're selling a a program and your doors are open, you want to have a combination of longer kind of storytelling emails, a really long FAQs email. So people that need to know all of the details before they'll buy the thing, but also really short, punchy emails that are just going to get to the nugget of why they need to buy this thing now because you've got to think about people's um attitude towards spending money and investing in things like me personally if i know that i want something i'm like yeah i'm gonna go and get it if like the budget works or whatever but i appreciate not everyone's like that some people agonize over every detail and want to read all of it before they'll buy so definitely in a sales sequence but in my general newsletters I follow this thing called, um, well, the idea of a pattern disrupt. So, you know, I I do like writing, so my emails can be quite long. And when I say long, people always ask me, how many words? Like, if I'm going over 700 words, I've got to edit myself because I'm I'm waffling, Um, like, pill off some of those sentences. It pains me to do so, but I'm trying to keep it short. But so, because I naturally write quite long storytelling emails, I find I do push myself to put into the mix, say, once a month, a really short email that maybe will just ask a question or maybe would link through to a blog. So it can be really punchy. In fact, I'm trying to think of an example. And there was one from the last month or so where I had a new blog on my site and the email was super short. It's like, I've written this blog about um, XYZ, can't remember what it was. Now here's the link. And I just linked to the blog. I hope you enjoy it, Kelly. And that was it. And it got so many clicks and drove so much traffic back to my site. And then I could see people clicking all around from there. Um, So yes, mix it up. I would say a mixture of long for the people that love to like, I don't know, get a cup of tea and read whatever you're reading, want to absorb everything. And then some really short, punchy to the point, click here or answer this question or book a call, (laughs) something like that. Really Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes people just... They, they do. They just want you to make it easy for them. Yeah. Just, do like, you need my help? Me. I've got space. Like, here's yeah. my call booking link. Jump on and I'll help you with X, Y, and Z on that call. And, I find, find and you know, I find the opposite. I find there's nothing more annoying than being in a group or a community where it's not obvious how I can click yeah. a link to work with that person or find yeah. out what it is that they offer. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, if I have to work too hard to find those things, I'm not going to do it. You know, you've yeah. made it too difficult for me to work with you. Um, you know, be a bit more obvious about it sometimes. Mm. You know, I think well, I think is the answer. Um, but that doesn't mean selling all the time. Being mm-hmm. obvious about your paid offers and the paid work that you do is not the same as constantly selling. Um, you know, it's just about I've got this stuff and it's here, and I yeah, just want to so make sure that. I've got a good example of how I like to do this in my emails um, and something that I share with my clients, but it's around talking about the work that you do. So you can share, oh, I've been working with client X on her marketing strategy and this is where she was before. And it's been great because we've done all of this and now she feels like this. And it's just been a, a brilliant experience working with this client. So when someone's reading, they're like, oh, Kelly works with people one-to-one on their marketing strategy. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know she did that. I thought she was all about email marketing or this other thing or whatever. So I think you can drop in hints or talk about client stories or what you're currently working on to let people know. And then a really nice little PS in an email would be, by the way, if you're like Kelly was and needs help with this thing, um, I have got some space. So jump on a call here. So you can just add in a little call to action. But they would have enjoyed reading the email anyway and got some value yeah. or knowledge out of it. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. That's really good. You've given us oh, cool. tips. I feel like I want to go away and write some emails. Yes, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> um, yeah, of course you are. So if people want to follow you, find you, what is the best way they can find you and get on your email well, list? Well, get on my email list. So if you want a freebie, you can go up to cheerupmarketing.com slash free. 
take your pick from all the marketing resources there and you'll get subscribed to my list. Or if you don't want the free stuff, just scroll down and there's um, a subscribe call to action in my footer. So you just get my newsletter emails. I am on Instagram though, at Cheer Up Marketing. And I'm also dabbling with LinkedIn at the moment. So come and connect with me, Kelly Cookson. I've actually grown my list quite rapidly this year from LinkedIn. So I'm here for it. Let's see how long I can ride that train. Um, and I do have a free Facebook group called From Spam to Wham, the email marketing community. So you can come on in there and pick up some email oh, marketing tips. I will add all the links at the bottom as well so that Thank people you. can find you um, really easily. Thank you. It, um, yeah, you've inspired me. And Good. I love that we should perhaps flip stuff, not have our emails as the last thing that we yeah. add on. And, oh, I've got to send an email. Email first. <laughs> email first. Yeah, that's a new tagline for yeah. you. Email first. 